0: This is the Ring of Honor, a.k.a. Shane T, boy, the baddest
1: champion you ever seen, boy. This is Mr. Anderson. This is good old J.R. Jim Rock, and you are listening. You're listening to Knockouts in Three Counts. Power! Power! We got to the world
2: champion! That might be one, one of the craziest knockouts I've ever seen in my life. Knockouts in Three Counts is the podcast. Eighty-two, a real deal, baby! Knockouts in Three Counts starts now. It is another Thursday. I have survived slinging the mail, even though I've almost gone postal. But what I mean, what's new with that? You know, somebody else who might be losing it with all this weight cut stuff and all that stuff is our guest tonight, Britton Hart Beltron. How are you doing? Thanks for joining the show.
3: Uh, I'm doing great, guys. Super happy to be on here. So thanks. The introduction was awesome. And yeah, speaking of the weight cuts, just have to say, shout out, um, I actually... I am going through a huge, bigger weight cut than I thought I was for once in my life. And I had to reach out to some local sponsorship here in Miami with Healthy Miami Kitchen, who has me on these healthy meal plans now to really get me down to that 125 weight class.
2: That's awesome. So where are you starting? Where do you usually start your cuts from? Because, like, I can only speak for myself because I fought a few times boxing and I fought at 120, 125, and 130 when I was around – from like fourteen to eighteen, but I gotta imagine like wh- from where you start, where you where you're starting at a cut. That's got a you know. For me, I never had a ton to cut, but if you got a big cut, man, that's nasty.
3: Right. So it's been such a weird journey for me. When I first started boxing, actually boxed at one eighteen. So my normal walk-around weight was 122, so it wasn't really that big of a deal Mm -hmm. dropping four pounds just to get to this 118 fight class. Um, We actually even talked about moving myself to 116 at one time. But Bare Knuckle came around, and Bare Knuckle only has one weight class. Now they have two. It's kind of developing. But at the time when I started, they only had the one. Which was 125, so I was like, "Man, that's kind of big for me," but I really think I can do it, and, and these girls can drop to 118 if they wanted to. So it, it's not really too too big of a difference. So let me just try and see what I can. So then I'm trying to do the opposite of cutting weight. I'm trying to eat, eat, eat and put on weight. Um, and, you know, a lot of uh, coaches and fight camps, that was the goal, not to lose weight. They're like, we need to put 10 pounds on you, you know, so you can not get pushed around by these other girls and and have more to sit down on your punches. So from doing that from the last four years, now I'm walking around. Normally, like a healthy weight for me is like 122. So now I've been walking around like 130, inching up to like 134, 135, which um, the last year, I've really kind of gotten used to it. But prior to that, it was actually really hard. It felt like I wasn't as quick on my feet. But I would get like compliments from everybody else being like, whoa, you're hitting way harder, you know, solid, um, et cetera. But for me personally, I felt like I kind of lost speed in that transition. But now I'm kind of figuring it out. But now I'm like being rewired to cutting the 118, 116. Now I'm cutting from 135 to 125 which is 10 pounds. It's, it's really not that much when you think about it in the fight game, but to people sitting at home, it sounds a lot. And if you don't do it correctly and don't have help doing it, it is a lot and it's challenging. Um, so right now I'm kind of trying to fix it and and nip it in the bud. You know, I'm right around like one thirty three right now. So again, starting with this new meal prep, I got to really be diligent about not just how much I'm eating, but what kind of food I'm eating. Mm-hmm. And then really, at the end of the day, guys, it comes down to water weight a couple of days before the fight. Yep. Get rid of the water in your body. You're there.
0: Yeah. it's it, The diet really helps lead up to that point and being healthy and making sure you have all your vitamins, minerals, all your essentials in there. So once you do start cutting any actual water out, you're not going to feel as drained. That's the big thing.
3: Exactly. You nailed it. And you don't get that droggy. I'm, I'm dehydrated or drain your body. You know, being healthy is so important with that, like you said, because some of these fighters do these weight cuts and they do it wrong. And then when they rehydrate, they're still feeling like shit. Because they're just like malnutrition, you know, and don't have the proper nutrients and minerals in their body. So doing a water weight cut is more detrimental if you're not healthy and kind of have that head start during the fight camp leading up to it.
2: Well, plus now with all the, like you mentioned, with like your meal prep sponsors and all that stuff, I feel like uh, when I first started training, I started training in 2000 and. Five or 2006 so back then you weren't hearing anybody talking about meal preps or meal plans or having their weight cuts lined out or anything like that because uh you know it's just crazy just to see how that's evolved over the years because i mean like i said i remember being in high school running with trash bags on with a hoodie and sweatpants on over top of it just to make myself lose the weight or you would get in the sauna and you're all done up in trash bags while you're hitting mitts and just sweating the hell out of yourself. Now it's like it's it's crazy to see like the science of it. You know, I got to watch uh past guest of this show and a good friend of mine, Miles Jury from Bellator now, but through his uh run through UFC, like watching him go from fighting at 155 to fighting at 145. I'm like, fool, I know what you walk around at like in between these fights. <laughs> so, you know, to see like how once like the once more, people started doing the meal prep and all that. How that changed things and everything, but that leads into a question. You know, shout out to Hannah. Hannah was the one dropping a lot of the uh, questions at uh, to us at Ko3C Pod on Instagram and all that good stuff. But she asked, uh, you know, for you, what's uh, one of your big motivators? Like, what is it that keeps you, you know, wanting to fight? What is it that keeps you motivated during a weight cut? And obviously, watching you fight, you are not afraid of a banger. So, what is it that keeps you motivated through?
3: You know, not even really trying to get brownie points um with it. But, you know, big shout out to Hannah. But really to be honest with you, the real reason why I do it and the biggest motivation are, are people like her fans and and people that are watching. Because for me, I feel like I know how tough I am. I feel like, you know, at the end of the day, I feel like I'm the shit. You know, I've gone, I've walked through some freaking hellacious fires that i know so many other people couldn't do so that's in my heart and in my mind i have a man that loves me i'm not trying to Mm -hmm. win the affection of anybody my kids are super proud of me i'm not trying to win them back you know i love my friends there's nothing out there that i really need to prove that i haven't proved to myself besides the people that are watching to see what's next and not to just become complacent with what is or settle into that was good enough. You know, there's so many people out there that, that want more and that you want to motivate and that see something greater. And you know, like I said, I'm fine with myself, but that's the beauty of people being able to push you and say, no, no, no. You might be fine with yourself, but we're not done seeing what you can accomplish yet. We're not done because you haven't won a belt yet. You know, you haven't, you haven't accomplished (laughs) those yet. You need to get your ass out there and train because we believe in you and we want to watch you fight. So -hmm. when I hear people say, I can't wait to watch you fight again, that's my motivating factor. I don't, you know, to me going there is, you know, I do love it and it is fun and and there are some great aspects um, to it, but really you know it really comes down to like i don't want to come out and have a bad fight for everyone who believes in me you know the people at home that you know think they can or or having a bad day and need some kind of motivation pick up like damn well you know, Britain can do it. Maybe I'll go and do this crazy thing. Maybe I'll go do that crazy thing. You know, you're sick, you have cancer, you're missing an arm. Well, Hey, you know, Britain went through this and and she went out there and still fought in front of all these people, you know, maybe I can. And I feel like that is so much more valuable. And like, I feel like as human beings, we really need that purpose in life. And, and that really was my purpose from day one. Um, whether whatever career path I'm in is inspire and show that you can be so much greater than what you already think you are. And, um, you know, if I stop living that and and doing that and being motivated by these people, I'm really not being who I am, which is, like I said, I might be great with me. You might be great with you, but, but we can push you to new boundaries because they're always out there.
1: Yeah. And
0: continue to expose you to new people. And it seems like, BKFC has done a great job with that. I mean, once you made your, you know, initial footprints in there, that that first fight was a little tough, but after that, you just continued to climb and just be on a constant showcase that you're, to your point, willing to grind and put the work in to, you know, get, put on these great fights and be entertaining as hell. And I think there's a reason why they picked you to be in that Paige VanZant fight. I mean, speak to like how big of a spotlight did you feel once you, that that call came in, I guess you could say.
3: Yeah. I mean, I actually just played back an interview, um, that I did that just came out and it was pretty cool. Cause there was a clip in there that, um, it, uh, the same question that you're asking that really like, I didn't even realize I said it, but it was like, man, it was the first time in my life. I actually felt like somebody, you know, mm-hmm. in fighting and boxing, I was always trying to be that person, but they were always, making me the journeyman they were making me you know someone to advance somebody else um you know they weren't really seeing me for what i bring to the table and, and what i really what my skills and what my heart and the potential i have and i was just always clawing at that and not really making the right moves i wasn't with the right people you know i i came across like almost every dirt bag you can probably come across you know and and You know, it never got me down. I never gave up. I just wanted to prove those dirtbags wrong. And, And so that's what kept me going and motivating me. And then when I got the Paige Vance fight, the reaction to it and how it was done, I was like, whoa, this is really my moment. The spotlight's really on me. And I'm really somebody. I'm really a name. I'm really a face. I'm really, you know, a feeling in the sport you know that that people are going to know and people are going to remember and um damn I, I definitely poured every last bit of you know emotion and energy into making sure that that dream came a reality
0: yeah you could really well, tell once it. Once they announced that you were the winner, and you could just see the emotion on your face, it was one of the best moments from BKFC history, in my opinion. They really, it, it was such a standout moment. And then, to your point, the the whole feeling speech and everything—it just, it really was such a home run for him. I feel like.
3: Thank you. Yeah, it's funny people can joke about it, and yeah, I wish I would have worded it a little better and <laughs> no, maybe that's... omitted some things. But hey, at least you guys know that was like a hundred percent real and like yeah. adrenaline and where my mind was.
0: Well, that's as somebody who considers myself a fight degenerate, I watch all this stuff from you know BKFC, UFC, Bellator, all every organization pretty much. I'm out there watching, and that's one of the things that really stands out is when you can see somebody kind of, to your point, accomplish their dreams in a moment and really kind of try to take that feeling in and you expressing it the way you did. I think that was what made it stand out even that much more.
3: Thank you.
2: With that being said, you know what, we talked a little bit about, you know, you having a boxing background, you know, before you came over to bare knuckle, what was it that, um, enticed you with bare knuckle what was it that made you want to come fight those fights because you know like we've mentioned you've been uh with bare knuckle fc at this point you know pretty much you know since their you know since their rise to start coming up has been coming and you've had like the rocky story pretty much you had a couple you had a rough fight first fight then you come out you get on your big win streak you know you had the fight with uh christine in your last fight now you're bouncing back to fight back again I mean, you've really had, if anyone has any type of story inside a bare knuckle, it would be you. And with that being said, you know, like, what was it that, you know, it's not everybody's first choice to come try to fight bare knuckle.
3: (laughs) Right. And let me tell you, it was not my first choice. It's actually a super funny. I'm so glad you guys are asking me because I did not want to do bare knuckle at all. I said no to him like at least three times, like hard no no. And the final conversation, you know, because the money kept kind of going up. And I was like, look, I don't care how much money you guys are paying me. I'm not going on TV. You know, money means nothing to me. Like, it doesn't. Like, I'm following my dreams. I'm not chasing a paper check, you know. Or I'd be doing a lot other things with my (laughs) life right now. But, you know, I really believe in this dream. And I'm not being humiliated on TV. I'm not having my stock go down on what I've worked for just for a payday. And they're like, no, 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 it's not like that, you know. And it, they were talking about Beck, and they're like, you know, she's really not as great as people think. She's just a name and a title. She really isn't has- it great how
2: they tell you that?
3: Um, yeah, I know. right? And I was in, like, oh, and that's you oh, know,
2: you her, can beat her sell, though. Man, Fuck the fact like, that she could fight. <laughs> yeah, is. and they're
3: like, you know, you got her. She's really not that big, you know. The camera puts on 10 pounds. I was like, damn, but you know, it made me believe. (laughs) It made me believe for a second. And uh, I found myself saying, you know, let me think about it. And I asked like five people and they were like, yeah, why not? And then some were like, you're crazy, hell no. And I kept asking. And then finally I was like, you know what? I'm asking too many people. That means I'm seeking validation. I want to do this because why would I ask people's opinion? I want to do this. This is my way out of here. I was stuck in, you know, such a shitty situation. Story of my life. You know, I was in a bad situation. And I was like, this could be the answer out. So let me just give it everything I have and see if this is kind of like the universe God, you know, whatever sign that they're giving me, you know, because I said no, and it keep coming back. I said no, keep coming back. So I'm like, maybe this is really, like, what I was asking for. It might not be perfect, but damn, it's here. And so I did, you know. Even, and it was crazy because I didn't even win that fight. But that, you know, losing that fight still propelled me so much farther than I could have imagined because people could see I wasn't a pushover. I gave a good fight, you know, even mild robbery in a lot of people's opinions and eyes, um, you know, the split decision. And, um, you know, it really showed me what I was capable of being that I was only training myself at the YMCA. I didn't have a coach. I didn't have a team, you know, I literally was just running and and trying to kill myself at a Y. And then after that, that's when like this other, like it sparked this wild goose chase for me to like find a team because everyone was like, you would have won that fight if you had some boxing training and a team behind you. And I was like, damn, you're right. I really need to go and get this. So that's kind of what started that. But yeah, prior to that, I just wanted to be boxing. I was actually, I actually turned bare knuckle down to go box. And then they hit me up right after my boxing match. I was like, gosh, these people are relentless. Yeah. And um, so it's so funny to this day because people are messaging me. How do you get into bare knuckle? I'm trying so hard. I want to get into bare knuckle. How do you do it? And I'm like, dude, like, it's something that chooses you. Like, when you go asking for those problems, you're going to get them. And they hurt you. Know? and
1: know?
3: And, and if you're not ready for it, you know, it's going to expose you 100. So, so many people I've seen beg and run their mouth for bare knuckle fights and they get it and they get knocked out the first round and it's like, ah, you know, but uh, yeah, I was really, I really had to be convinced to do it my first time.
0: I mean, so (laughs) I know they offered you a great name for your first fight and stuff like that to kind of, to your point, reel you in and get you under the you know, umbrella. But, Could you have ever imagined, you know, what, three, four years later or whatever it's been to this point where BKFC has taken itself? I mean, they they really just – I bring them up like at least every other, you know, show on here, just talking about the constant growth that you guys have been able to do. It's been amazing. It
3: really has. Yeah, you know, and I remember that being an early conversation. A lot of people were like, you know – on the positive they were like yeah why not you know this could be good it's a fad um it'll be around there and then some people were like no who knows if this is even gonna last any longer mm-hmm. you know it could fizzle out after five shows I was like yeah you're right but you know hey I was there the chance of being mm-hmm. like an OG a pioneer let's go ahead and you know really when it comes down to it, you know, it's about if you're a high roller and a risk taker, mm-hmm. and there's those that are and that aren't. And I was, and man, did it pan out because yeah, BKFC is killing it. You know, they just got signed with Triller. Um, they mm-hmm. are adding more and bigger fighters every single <laughs> card. It's pretty exciting. I got a question. Well, so
1: considering your uh your your box, sorry, sorry, Corey. No, Consider fine, your, your boxing background. Was it a different approach mentally or physically getting into the BKFC? Because everything's different, right? From the rule set to the ring. Obviously, the yeah. taped wrist you know, with the no gloves. Like, is it, is it a different approach for you?
3: You know, I'll honestly say I've talked to so many fighters. Um, I'm really good friends with a lot of them. And we share, we bounce back our thoughts and our feelings. And I think that I'm really the only person that thinks there's no difference everyone else is like (laughs) dude this is not boxing this is bare knuckle and for me I think I started off as a street fighter so I started Mm -hmm. off as a bare knuckle like I was getting hit and punched when I was like a kid you know like every other day on the playground and then move into the states you know I was bullied a lot and then as I grew up in my young adult, you know, I was in a toxic, abusive relationship. And, you know, I, was, I hung around bad people and we got into fist fights all the time. So being hit in the face with a bare fist was like not new to me. So I tried to take that to boxing. And boxing, I got ahead and was doing good because I wasn't like, you know, your traditional boxer. And those wild shots sometimes are are the ones that trip up a seasoned boxer because they're like you know looking for everything to be straight and down the center and counter and wild fighters are sometimes really hard to 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 fight because they're they're unpredictable and so that's really what got me in through the first couple fights and got me noticed in my boxing so then when I went to bare knuckle I was like well I mean I've done this before and then, you know, I didn't die. And then, you know, now that I have boxing <laughs> training, maybe I'll be better, <laughs> you know? And so I remember when I got hit the first time as far as um in a sanctioned bare knuckle fight, I was like, oh yeah, no, it, it's not the that, same, it's the not- exact same. <laughs> but everybody else that I've talked to is like, you're crazy, it's not the same. But I feel like maybe like mentally, Maybe, you know, who knows? Maybe I'm lying to myself. Maybe it's just a mental, like, I tell myself that, so it's not that bad. I'm like, oh, you know, it's like, you know, when you go get, like, we just got tattoos today. Oh, it's just like a, you know, a tiny scratch. Really, it might be way worse than that. Over, it's a scratch over and over and over again on already hurting skin. But you tell yourself it's not that bad. So maybe you start to kind of believe it. So I think I just did that so many times. It was like never that bad.
1: It's safe to say you're having a lot more fun now than you were when you were a
3: I was. I mean, there was a couple bare-knuckle fights when I was coming out. If I only had a black eye, I was like, yes. (laughs) You know, I was so happy. I was like, no (laughs) cuts. Nothing's broken. Just a black eye. Who cares? I was like stoked, you know. Me and my husband, we go to our honeymoon, Disney World, walking around. And I'm like, yeah, see these black eyes? I won. Third round knockout it's cool but <laughs> when you have a cut you know the cuts suck I'm not gonna lie the cuts you know in my last fight oh, I was cut so much and I was like god you know no. it, it's it's definitely not fun getting cut um you know in your face so that part sucks and I'll never get used to that every time I know I'm cut I'm like god oh, dang it so but it's cool because like I said if my, my nose gets broken, or I get a black eye. I'm like, oh, that was easy. Badge I honor, <laughs>
1: yeah, right. <laughs> Wait, yeah. Hey, hey, what hey, what hey, about cool. cuts?
0: What about the hands? How how are we uh, looking with the hands?
3: Yeah. Those? So, um, a lot of people ask that and worry about that. I've had seven bare knuckle fights now. I've only broken my hands in one of those fights. So, oh, okay. I feel like the odds are in my favor on that. And and really. It wasn't even my knuckles that got broke. It was my fingertip that got broke where I tried oh, to like wow, carry shit. one of the girl's punches and it snapped down on my, my fingertip and, um, damn that hurt too. But, uh, other than that, you know, they've, they've been pretty good. And again, there's been tons of bare knuckle fights I've left mm-hmm. and the next day. I'll punch the punchy bag and be like, look i can
1: still do it <laughs> hey, now you guys would I mean, know more than i would is that like a common injury in bkfc is the hands breaking the hands? oh
2: and, uh, it's gotta you, be dude yeah, i mean yeah, dude. Just, i mean it's common in boxing it's common in mm-hmm. all combat sports but i mean when you don't have anything over your hands i mean i'd be yeah. shocked if there wasn't more broken hands right, right you just
0: see a lot of times where they just by the end especially if it ends up going a decision a lot of the times mm-hmm. their hands just look like not to be cartoonish about it but they look like mickey mouse gloves or something where it's just <laughs> rounded there's no like definition to it anymore it's just a a round ball of uh yeah they get so swollen
3: and puffy it's so weird looking but i've seen a ton of them and their hands like they're like marshmallow hands like they get swollen i'll never see my good friend zion too after his last bare knuckle fight he came back and he showed us his hand and that looked gnarly it was like whoa out of this world
2: well, that brings up a question out of it. Like, you know, with any, with everybody that you fought thus far in bare knuckle, you know, we've been getting a lot of questions about, obviously the page fight was one of the biggest things we got a question about, but with, with you having with that fight, you know, Donald asked, is there, uh, did you like, how did it feel to cut up, uh, pages face? Did you have any extra beef? Like with anybody in particular out of your fights would BKFC? anyone in particular out of all of them?
3: Yeah, I mean, it looks like I have a lot of beef. I don't know. You watch always sunny in Philadelphia, but I have too many beefs. You know, I think it's just because, look, I'm being real. I'm not going to call you and be like, hey, let's have a fake, you know, I'm going to come up and yell in your face, and we're going to sell this fight, and we're going to talk shit. I'm not doing that. It's not happening. If you're talking shit to me, it's personal, you know? And if you don't, then... Hey, I'm all about the sportsmanship. I really am. We don't need to sell the fight. We can go in there and be like, I want to win. I'm going to get a third round knockout. Those are normal things to say in combat sports. It's a Mm -hmm. sport, you know, may the best man or woman win. You know, I'm coming out of that ring, whatever, all fun in the sport, but making it personal, talk about your family, your kids, you know, other like, you know, past uh transgressions you know whatever there's like no place for that and you're not my you're not my friend and i'm not gonna respect you win or lose that's the way i look at it because the fight is only solving who's the better fighter the fight doesn't solve the personal disrespect of myself or my family you know what solves that an apology a public apology and we're good But me whooping your ass or you beating me in a fight doesn't, doesn't solve that. You know what I mean? And so because of that reason, I'm pretty pissed out of a lot of his girls. Paige, totally not one. I think Paige is awesome. You know, we can all make fun of her and poke and whatever. And, you know. Um, I really don't, you know, you really don't see me put memes on there and be like, oh, look who's in wrestling. Look who's going to blow up and suck and get their ass kicked in wrestling too. You know, I don't say those things They're they're totally uncalled for. And I don't need to do that. You know, she's going and doing her thing. And, you know, I thought she was nice to me. You know, what she did was in the moment of, of the fight, you know, she didn't attack, you know, my personal character. She didn't attack my family. Um you know, yeah. And I, I think, you know, to the best to her and, um, you know, a few other people, but, you know, there's people like Jenny Savage. I still can't stand, you know, I don't, I don't really like Christine, but she has a weird way. Like I said, I still feel disrespected and, and don't forgive her. And I know she won't apologize to me, but she makes an effort to, um, give me my credit. And that goes a long way with me, you know, don't talk shit about me and say I suck. You know, when you go on there and be like, "Wow, this is an improved fighter," and she's doing her thing, I can respect that even if I don't like you. Like that's how respect is built. Mm-hmm. So she's not super bad, but you know, Jenny Savage, I'm still pissed at. Pearl Gonzalez, I'm still pissed at. You know, there's the other um, some other names I'm just gonna leave out for drama purposes, but <laughs> you know, they pissed me off too. So it is what it is.
0: Uh, well, I'm glad you that. For, uh- I'm glad you brought up that Pearl fight because that one was really just such a showcase, I felt like, of your skills. That was such a, I mean, I didn't necessarily know the beef was like that, where you're, you know, still kind of have some some feelings about it, but the fight itself was amazing between
3: you two. Right. Yeah. And honestly, I feel like that fight, you know, gosh, it kind of shows you like, you know, skill can be taught and harnessed. But what's inside, you You know, you just either mm-hmm. have it or don't. And that fight, I actually only had a three-week notice for that fight. Had no idea Pearl was as good as what she was. And it was that personal shit that really stirred the fire up for me to where, mm-hmm. like, in that first round, I remember thinking, there's no way this bitch is going to beat me. <laughs> I'm so mad at her, and I hate her so much. And really, I, I, I think that, that it shut off all the doubt and, like, me second guessing and moving in a boxing match. And it was just an all out. I'm going to like do whatever it takes to, to get to you and beat you up.
2: You know, it's funny how that works when it comes to fighting. Cause like Corey, Corey and I have known each other since I was 10. I remember him coming to watch Too me long. fight when I was like, yeah, since I was like 16, you know? And it's like, I'll you always tell people you can't, you know, you can play football, you can play baseball, you can play basketball, you can do all these things. You can't play fighting like, you know, when you step in a ring, whether it's a squared circle for bare knuckle FC, a boxing ring, a cage, whatever it is, you know that you have basically signed yourself up saying, you know what, I'm signing myself up to go scrap with another person who is training just to come whoop my ass. And I try, you know, I remember I'll never forget us talking about it outside. I I started with boxing myself. Um, And so I'll never forget us talking about it. I was like, dude. I got to be like you got to like I got to have like some time to myself because you got to you know, it's getting your head right before you're stepping in there. That's the thing. It's uh, again like football, baseball, all that stuff. We talk about it on the show all the time and even with us covering wrestling, you know, the mindset when you're getting in there to fight another human being is something else. And that brings me to a question that I had, you know, Donald was asking in the uh, comments. You know, um, as we mentioned in your first few fights with Bare Knuckle FC, and you know, we were coming in with straight boxing and stuff like that. Um, as we mentioned, you know, you're married to Joey Beltran. And we all know his uh, past with MMA and all those things. Number one, um, how do you feel that's helped you with Bare Knuckle? And does his experience with MMA, did that help you out a bunch when it comes to how you can work in the clinch? You know, you guys are able to use the clungs and all those things, which is different from regular boxing. So, both I guess, two-part question, but... How did that help you out?
3: Yeah, I mean, the best one I can tell you to, like, look back on is the Jenny Savage fight. And from weigh-ins to the actual fight, like, on how natural it was for me to clinch and move around, Her was all Joey. Like, at that time, he was teaching a class. And I always took his MMA class. And when I was in fight camp, he made the class. Like, he geared the whole class to hand fighting and working the clinch. And the different angles um, and different, like, cool little secrets that we can't release that um, really work. And we drill that every day. And Joey had me, like, to where it was so natural. I I didn't even have to think, oh, I put here and this grip. and And it was so natural because he had such a great way of, like, coaching and teaching it and drilling it. Um, man, but my, my forearms, I remember doing it. My forearms would like ache. They hurt so bad. I couldn't believe it. You know, usually my shoulders, bicep, legs, but my forearms were so worked out from that, like the technique and ripping down and getting yeah, that strong pull. clinch. And um man, I remember after my weigh-ins when she tried to do some funny move on me and I just reacted. I was like, dude, Joey, did you see that? Like, I moved, I just pushed her around like it was nothing. It was so cool. It was such a good feeling to to know that I was coached and taught that and did it right. Um, but yeah, all the time, like his, his work in the clinch is um, just the best. His inside fighting and knowledge of the clinch is so useful. And I remember... For me, it was just like that kind of that missing piece because I know boxing and everyone was like, stay away from the MMA fighters because they know how to clinch. And you're a boxer. You don't know how to clinch. Stay away from the clinch. And now I'm in DKFC is probably the most dangerous female in the clinch. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I think, and um, you know, everyone usually says that. They're like, whatever you do, don't clinch for Britain. And I'm like, damn, to go from someone who was warned not to even a try it to being like feeling such a natural, I really just have to credit to Joey
1: she's you know, got on-site training at all times now. You know what I mean? You guys. Can just- I know, right? Shit, that's an advantage anytime, a- Hey, I'm just sitting here. Let's uh, let's practice some clinches real quick. Come on.
3: Yo, we do it all the time. Like <laughs> we
1: dinner. Pool, let's, let's get. And up let's I
3: want to just relax, and Joey's like, "No, let's work the clinch in the pool." And we always do that. <laughs> we're in this new little keep flirting thing where I'm like, I always just go up to him, punch him, and he's like, "Why are you punching me?" And I'm like, "It's a love thing. It's it's just it's a love tap." see see." you guys would be like the perfect relationship
2: meme that you see (laughs) on Instagram all the time like oh you know I just you know when you love your boyfriend or your husband or whatever this is how you show it you know and you got the little uh, TikTok reels and all that shit you guys would be perfect for that so with that that brings yeah that brings (laughs) up a funny question so we talked about this with past guests of the show Lindsay Snow who is on the pro wrestling end of the things but she also uh, trains at Gracie Tampa and all that stuff as well so with you guys both being fighters, I feel like that has to make for some funny stories between the two of you guys, with people either giving you guys dirty looks when you're in the store or you know, just dumb shit that happens when you guys are around the house with you two being fighters, man. I feel like that's gotta make uh that's gotta make for some funny uh behind the scenes shit.
3: Oh my gosh, every day I really I we tell, I tell Joey all the time we need to have a reality TV show. And it's been my dream. And we're actually here. You guys heard it first. I haven't even announced it publicly. But we have our first reality TV show appearance coming up. So oh, I'm yeah. like beyond pumped and excited for it. But it's going to be so wicked badass cool. Um, What's the show? So it's like, um, what is it called again? Southland Boundary. Southland Bounty hunters, like through the Patty Mayo, he's like ten million followers on his YouTube channel. You guys know what I'm talking about? Yes,
2: I've heard, I've heard of him before. I don't, I don't watch their stuff like that, but I've seen him scrolling through my YouTube before.
3: Right, so it's like bounty hunters that come in and try to arrest you, and you have to escape (laughs) them or fight them off of you. (laughs) Oh, I I do.
2: So you're going to be scrapping with bounty hunters?
3: (laughs) Yeah, that's our that's our thing. So you guys heard it first, so. I'm so excited for it. And, you know, I had to tell Joe. I was like, because you might get tased. You have to sign a waiver <laughs> that you understand you can be tased. And Joey's like, fuck that. I'm not getting tased. I was like, come on. It's not that bad. We do bare knuckle." I'll get tased <laughs> for you.
2: Let's go. <laughs> fuck, all, fuck all that shit. I'm with you, Joey. All right. I've had a few mix up with the cops sure. and uh, I'm not ever going to voluntarily allow somebody to tase me. Uh, shout out to Lena. She gave me this fresh cut and cleaned up my beard real quick. So I wasn't looking like I had pigtails in my beard and shit like Mike Beltran. Uh <laughs> But with that being said, check them out. Jen's, bar- uh, Jen's barbershop. But um with that being said, you know, let's talk about a little bit more about the business at hand as we talked about, you know, this is a rematch with you and Beck. Um honestly, I went back and rewatched the fight, you know, to get ready for uh the interview and everything, and one of the biggest things that surprised me in that is obviously everybody knows Beck has her um background in MMA, but I was surprised at how slick she looked boxing to me. I didn't expect mm-hmm. her to do as well with the straight boxing and to me, I feel like that was like the deciding factor with the first fight. But as we just talked about with you and Joey, you know, and um, getting better with your game and the clinch and all those things, what do you think uh, the biggest differences are going to be for you this time around versus your first fight with Beck?
3: You know, I honestly think that she's going to be relatively the same fighter because she has such a great fight stance and, you know, she already has some, little things that are really working for her like and if it's not broke why fix it you know and so and her fight stance and how she stalks are all really great factors on her so I really think she's gonna be the same fighter I think she's gonna expect me to be the same fighter which is wild because it's night and day like sometimes I watch that old Beck fight and I'm like whoa like It's totally a different person. And I even really feel like I did well in that fight. I think that you're right. The things that maybe lost me were like not looking like I was in control, where she looked like she was in control because she was so calm. Where my strategy was like more like it wasn't that I was like nervous. I just, like I said, I wasn't like trained as properly and efficiently, you know, to move smoothly. But be on the bike and not stand in front of her would be a great game plan. And I, that doesn't have to change or anything like that. Although I can definitely match her with being calm. And I think that a lot of my fights have shown I can move when I want. I can bang when I want. You know, I've, I've tried the stalking technique as well. And, um, you know, I think that really just the biggest thing is going to be who's in more control. And when we have those factors, on even playing fields, we both look in control, then it's going to go to, well, who lands more shots? Who does more damage? And, um, you know, really just focusing on that output. You know, sometimes stalking is good, but I think it limits you on really how many you're going to throw because you're going to be waiting and predicting on your opponent. So if I'm always throwing and moving correctly and stalking and pushing her back, I really think it's going to be a different fight game and fight scenario. But I mean, we really don't know what kind of Britain we're going to see out there because I feel like I've demonstrated all the tools that it takes to be a great bare knuckle fighter. And so for me to see Beck on what Beck shows up on June 24th, I'll be able to just make the adjustments, know what the game plan is, and really execute it this time instead of thinking. I hope this works. Let's see. I'm going to have the confidence. I know this is going to work. I've been here before. I've seen this before. And this is how it's done.
1: Yeah, And
0: experience well, you- is really on your side now this time over because of all the BKFC experience that you've gained in between those fights.
3: Yeah. And I mean, after, like, again, the back fight. I was working. um, I actually had like three jobs at the time. I was working my ass off. You know, my kids lived with me. I was really running ragged at that time frame in my life. And then after that fight, I really put all my eggs in that basket. I mean, I really did. So when I didn't win, I kind of took a a downfall. Like, man, I quit my job of five years. You know, I didn't. I I was kind of depressed, and I lost my other job and. You know, I don't know what to do, and I need to find this team, but this team isn't in Virginia, so where do I go? I felt so lost, and, you know, then I went on this ride on giving up everything and sleeping out of my car and and, and sleeping in gyms and doing whatever I had to to survive to get that boxing IQ. I've really, since the Beck fight, been living in a boxing gym day in, day out, even being with Joey. We have a great life and it's super magical, but we go to the gym every day. You know, our schedule right now is 10 to 12, take a small break, go and run, do some crazy cardio for about an hour, take a break, and then back in the gym from 6 to 8. And that's every day. And and it's been, like, even more than that um, in other situations since I've been with Joey, which has been, you know, well over a year. So you got to think going from a lifestyle of, kids working juggling trying to get to the gym you know missing the gym because other things come first and that being your lifestyle all the way up until the back fight to this whole huge lifestyle change i mean it's it's going to be different and there's no there's no way it can't be you know
1: mm-hmm. not to mention i feel like she's had a
2: huge layoff right since her last fight she, she
1: has yeah. she's i would, would have been three years two years three years
2: well, I was going to ask about that because her last fight was for Bellator, and I was going to say, do you think uh, with her going back to MMA and fighting those fights in Bellator, a- along with the long way off, do you think that that's going to give you uh, the advantage going into this fight? Because not only, like Corey mentioned, have you been more active not only in bare knuckle, but even from her last fight, which she won in Bellator, You know, it's still been two years since she stepped in a ring, whether that's a bare knuckle FC ring or an MMA ring, and it's a different fighting style. So do you think that's going to give you the advantage come June 24th?
3: You know, being honest, I really like the sound of it. It sounds great, (laughs) but it's not like what I'm banking on. You know, Mm -hmm. uh, I don't really, I don't follow her, and I really don't like peep on my opponents that much. But if I do see a clip of her, you know, someone else shares it or shows me, She's always working out, you know. She's still putting highlight rails on of her in the gym. Um, so you know, she doesn't look like she gained a lot of weight. So she's obviously doing something to keep in shape. Um, so I, I just think that, you know, once you it's kind of like riding a bike, you know, if you do something and you love it and you're really good at it, you don't really lose it. You get kind of a ring rust, but you know, two years, I don't think is enough to lose everything that she's really like worked up and perfected. You know, her footwork is still going to be strong. Her, her punches are going to be sharp. Um, The only thing I can really hope for is that she doesn't remember what it feels like to get hit by a bare knuckle. <laughs> she might be like, oh shit, this, this is worse than what I remember it or, oh man, you know, like. I don't remember it being like this, like maybe that throwing her off her game, but I expect her to be in good physical shape. I expect her to have the same skills that she had in 2018, which were good skills.
0: So, so you're saying well, all the way back to the beginning, them couple extra pounds that you were able to, uh, build up to in camp and now are cutting off are going to make that power difference. So she's going to not like that power you put on it. Is that what I'm hearing?
3: Yeah. I mean, I'm <laughs> telling you, I'm really, I get really sensitive to, um, people's feedback and criticism and not like in a bad way, just, I take it to note. So when people are like, Oh, Britain lacks power, I'm like, man, I really don't. It's just that these girls are 20 pounds bigger than me. And
1: mm-hmm.
3: that's a, the difference, you know, but I've, I've tried my hardest to like offset that. And, and now when I hear the feedback that I'm hitting harder and that my power game is way up. Yeah. I'm, I'm super excited and hoping that that's going to be a huge determining factor. You know, I'm, I'm still really waiting for that to be showcased. And it really hasn't yet, but You know, I think a lot of people used to say I sucked at my job. And I feel like some people are like, dude, she has a great job. People used to say I had shitty footwork. Now people think I have awesome footwork. Um, So the power is, like, is the next big step for me that I feel like people still don't think I have. And so I've been working on it day in, day out, you know, I really have.
2: Well, I want, let me ask you this. So, you know, obviously when Bare Knuckle first came out, you know, you had a bunch of different styles of way people were coming to fight. You know, when Bare Knuckle FC started doing their thing, obviously there's BYB and it was doing its thing in England. But now that we're seeing so many more people come over, whether that's from MMA, whether that's from boxing, whether that's whatever it is, you know, you're seeing so many people come over to Bare Knuckle. In your opinion, what do you think? who do you think has the best time in bare knuckle? Because I've seen a lot of the boxers that they have come in there that are good, that can move their head, you know, and can have that slick uh, head movement. I mean, shout out to past guests of the show, uh, Mark Irwin. I mean, that got him a slick ass knockout over there in BYB uh, last weekend. So do you think it's, it's more conducive to have that boxing style and the good head movement, or do you think it's, you know, a person by person thing, or is having a hybrid of that and a clinch the best way to go these days?
3: I mean, I'm always trying to be team boxing and, you know, me and Joey go back and back. And, you know, I hear a lot of people say, Oh, the MMA people have the advantage and beat out the boxers and bare knuckle. And I'm like, hello, I'm only boxing. You know, I have, I don't, I've never had an MMA fight and I'm doing pretty damn well sitting at number one female contender. So, I do think that it is, you know, a bit of um a person to person because there are sometimes I see boxers going with a really good head movement and they miss two or three punches, which is awesome, but it's always the fourth and fifth one that get you. And when they get caught by those, it's just like, why would you, you know, don't stay there in the pocket with them, pivot out, like clinch up, you know, and a lot of the times. They'll just put their head out there for an MMA person to just be like, oh, you gave it to me. I might as well just use it, you know. And that's my only frustration with boxers. Other than that, hey, I look at it as this isn't bare-knuckle MMA. This is bare-knuckle boxing. It's not bare-knuckle Muay Thai. It's bare-knuckle boxing. So I think that boxers should have the edge and that it should be treated, you know, and, and looked at. Um, You know, from a boxing perspective, I would tell an MMA person if they were going to go to bare knuckle, get your ass in a boxing gym, learn the boxing techniques. uh, The clinch is good. And, um, you know, really, I feel like dirty boxing can really be translated over to the clinch because a lot of the same things with gloves on I do all the time. You know, it might get a warning from the ref. It might not be like the most mm-hmm. best thing to do, but hey, if it works, it's way better than getting hit and having the fight stop. So, you know, in those point of times, you just got to be smart. on, like, what feels right? I'm getting hit. I have to do something to get this person off of me. I might as well clinch their head and, and and close that distance. You know, so it doesn't. I like that like you right, can
2: actually but, work in it too. You know. Like in yeah, boxing, we'll, you know, when you get that clinch in boxing, it's automatic. They're already trying, always trying to break it up. At least in bare knuckle, you've got yeah. the ability to work. You've got the ability to be able to, if you can use it, you know, it gives you a couple little angles that you don't have in boxing. So that's one thing I like that they've adapted to bare knuckle.
3: Yeah. Well, let me tell you this. Actually, like I said, remember how I said, I don't peep my opponent's videos, but <laughs> I really don't. But. There was this uh, one, this one time. Of Paige there was this one me. time
2: at band camp.
3: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is one time. So maybe I should. But anyways, Paige was doing some drill, and she was like clinching with both hands, and I was like, "Huh?" And I was like, "If she's training to clinch with both hands, that means both her hands are occupied. So if I mm-hmm. ever feel this girl put hands on me." in a clinch, I know that she's going to do two. And I'm going to just let my hands rip and go wild, fast, fury, whatever. Because I know her hands are tied up. And sure enough, what happened in Knuckle Mania, she put both her hands on me and I was just like, boom. And I mean, I don't care if they're wild. It was a trigger and a button to me. that, As an MMA person, if you're dumb enough to put both hands on me, in a clinch where we need to be working, I'm going to work with knee. both hands.
1: Yeah. yeah you're no, no knees. All, all you can do yep. is throw hands. You're kind of Yeah. And that was there, the right? clip.
3: So when you guys go back and watch it, where she did, where everyone was like, oh, look, Paige tried a knee. She didn't try to knee me. She was just trying to, I think, break the separation. But anyways, it still worked out for me.
2: Hell yeah. yeah. Well, before we well, get off of the. F- go ahead, Corey.
0: Uh, while we're while we're on the topic of Page and, I just am curious. Uh, how do you feel with your name kind of being tied to her? I've watched many interviews and stuff that you've done, and it seems like her name's always brought up. How do you feel with having that connection and just kind of be there, of course, yeah you
3: know? Yeah, I mean, I guess it just you know I'm a girl at the, end of the day it depends what it depends how I'm feeling. So sometimes <laughs> i I do get like not salty, but I'm just like, man. You know, like I heard she's going to headline the London card or headline something or, or she did Mm -hmm. headline one card and I'm like, she's zero and two, you know, zero and one. And I have a way better record. Why, why am I not headlining? You know, but Mm -hmm. I get it. It's business and, and she has more followers and, and does the other things, um, with like the Instagram model and. And I I do get it to a point, but at the same time, I I feel like, again, that's something that you guys can say that you've seen me be consistently, even with all this, you know, I was literally a nobody at the beginning of this. And even with the climb of fame, I've still stayed pretty much that same girl that started day one. You haven't seen me do anything extra um, that's elaborate, you know, maybe here and there every once in a while is fine, but... Other than that, I'm still pretty true to my roots. So with that being said, you know, I I wish that we could be like rewarded on winning fights and and putting ourselves out there like that. But, you know, it's not her fault that, you know, the business model, you know what they say, don't hate the player, hate the game. Yeah. It's not me being mad at her. It's me being more mad at like standards in society and and what makes a great female fighter. Is it the fact she wins fights and she's exciting to watch? Or is it the fact that she has OnlyFans and she's posting on the internet all the time and she has 100,000 followers? Well, to me, those 100,000 followers mean jack shit because they're only there to see a couple things, you know, Mm -hmm. and they're loosely covered. Other than that, the the 30,000, 40,000 followers I have, they're there to see all, like, the personality, you know, everything that I bring to the table, fighting, family, friends, all that stuff. So, I mean, like I said, it's a handoff. Not everybody's perfect. And, um, you know, I, I do kind of put that out there. Being the girl that beat Paige isn't good enough for me. You know, I went and beat way, out, you know, a ton of other people and, you know, mm-hmm. in, in really great fashion. You know, I think that's the thing that pisses me off the most. People are like, Oh, if Paige would have had one more round, she would have beat Britain. And I'm like, no, she wouldn't have. What about all and the other fights? I've won? gone on to win several <laughs> right. fights after her, and she's right. gone on to lose fights after me. So it's like, you know, there's just there's things there. But I mean, in a way, you got to be thankful. If she never fought, you know, we never had that fight. I would never really been noticed in the first place. So she did kind of help me get my name out there. Um, whether it was as the girl who beat Paige to the feeling to whatever, now I have a way better header start for people to know and know me as, you know, Britton Beltron going forward.
1: Yeah, oh, yeah. if you 100, were, were... 100,000 followers, can't help you in that ring, man.
3: Yeah, yeah I... exactly.
1: I didn't know
0: if you were leaning more towards your latter point or if you were kind of salty because it's just, you know, like who wants to constantly have to answer questions about somebody else when they're talking about themselves,
2: you know, and what they have going on.
3: Sorry, guys, got a missed call.
2: You're good. You're good. But before we get off of the combat sports thing, I mean, I figured who better to ask about all these fights that are going to happen this weekend than a fellow fighter. So you've got um, – First of all, let's start with the Bare Knuckle FC news. What are your thoughts on this matchup that they've surfaced today where we found out that MVP is coming over from Bellator? Uh, Sorry. uh Uh-oh. What happened? You good?
3: Did
2: Uh you lose audio again? Can she hear
3: it? How do I get there? (laughs)
2: Uh, I can still hear her. I can can hear her. Oh, she backed out.
0: I think she's going to rejoin. I think that she lost audio again.
2: Yeah. I, like I say, I was uh, getting ready to ask her about her thoughts on the news of Mike Perry and uh, MVP, Michael Venom page, getting ready to fight. Um, This is a interesting ass fight, especially with him being uh, still signed to Bellator. Um, That's uh, it's going to be a hell of a fight.
0: I I personally love the matchmaking so much, especially the fact that this is in London. And, you know, MVP always gets fucking the people hyped up in London. He gets the people going in London, and uh, <laughs> I don't think it's going to be any different. And really, you talk about, like, one of their top-level stars, whether, you know, to Britton Hurt's point, maybe not as quite proven in BKFC, only having the one win. Oh,
2: she's back.
0: She Mike is Perry, risen. MVP, sign me up. I'll, I know I'll yeah. be fucking yeah. watching.
3: Oh, uh, yeah. Here, here to rise. Sorry, guys. I hate that. Huh? <laughs>
2: she lives. Got a yeah, lot of technical difficulties. Over, I
3: just <laughs> left and came back, but... I put on Sorry about that. Yeah, we it's
1: love all good technical difficulties around here. Just just ask Kyle.
2: We love technical <laughs> difficulties this time of the year. But that being said, we wanted to know what were your thoughts on uh the news from BKFC today that you've got Michael Venom Page coming over from Bellator to fight Mike Perry. What are your thoughts on
3: that fight? Yeah, I saw that. I think it's super cool. Um, you know, I, I like um uh, Mike Perry so I hope I think it's a good thing. You know, I think he came in and he proved himself to bare knuckle mm-hmm. and I think it's going to be an exciting fight. It's a pretty cool one. And I hope it headlines over in, in Britain <laughs>
0: <laughs> from, from the news that I heard it is. So yeah, it looks to, like to, it. So
3: I'm happy, yeah. you know, cause before I heard that page was headlining the um, London card and I was like,
2: damn it
0: (laughs) i had seen seen feldman come out and kind of shoot that down almost immediately though it was kind of like more of a media thing than it was like actual company side it seemed like they were like hey she is going to be on the card in one of the feature events but she's not the headliner we have something in the works for that and finding out that this is it i had just started to make the point when you know our little in between time there but Sign me the hell up. That sounds like an entertaining ass match. And like we were talking about, every time we talk about MVP, he maybe doesn't have the level of confidence. Compet- Mike Perry's that man. He's gonna bring it, especially in a bare knuckle environment. It, sign me up. That sounds entertaining as hell.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So who do you right like in that fight? Sure, that is it definitely.
2: So who do you me? like in that fight? We've got M. We've got MMA all strung up. Who do you like, Britton?
3: Oh, against the MVP Mike Perry match. Yes. Uh I'm definitely Mike Perry. I really like him. At first I remember hearing him um cheer for Paige when me and Paige fought, but now yeah, <laughs> I was like, oh, but he actually was super um I met him in person and um I really like you know he was with his wife and how their relationship is just really down to earth people, super duper nice to me and Joey. And that goes like like I said, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter who you are, bells and whistles aside, it's how you treat each other and he was a super nice guy and gave a lot of really good words of wisdom and um yeah so I don't forget that so I definitely cheering him on and hope he does well and I really always cheering on and hope he does the best
0: now real quick before we jump off I want to get your thoughts on what is it like what kind of I know you said you don't have any MMA experience in the in your background but this kind of forbidden door being opened where now bellator and vkfc are kind of coming together to work to you know that's it was a surprising announcement when i seen it i, I i've seen bellator kind of work in the mma sphere with other uh, organizations but bare knuckle it was a it was an interesting move and what's your thoughts on kind of the possibility of maybe more of these crossover fights
3: yeah, I mean, I feel like it should have been from day one, in my opinion. I remember hearing things like, oh, they're signed, you know, like with Beck. Beck was signed with Bellator, and yep. so she couldn't come to BKFC. So, you know, she's not even ranked anymore. She's 3-0 and and was like, you know, gave up her belt and everything to go to Bellator. And so, you know, it's kind of like, kind of makes it a little weird. And then for me, I was ranked number one in boxing. Um, in my weight class and since i have been with bare knuckle they don't let me box and so because i've gone a year without boxing i'm now inactive in boxing and i hate that it sucks um i wish we could cross over more because there's a lot of people that are super ambitious and are super exciting in a multiple multitude of um sports so i want to be able I, I think it's a great thing to to be on many platforms and then at the end of the day everyone's winning because you're getting your fans from boxing your fans from MMA, your mm-hmm. new fans from bare knuckle and the pot's only going to get bigger um so i i think like about time is really my reaction to what you just yeah, said i think that
1: speaks to the growth of bkfc too yeah. you guys you know because bellator i mean i mean let's face it they're the number two company right but they're pretty big so the fact that they're kind of crossing pl- paths together, man, that, that speaks volumes to
2: what BKFC has done so far. So.
3: Yeah, no, I agree, definitely.
2: All right, so I, I we got to get your thoughts on this because, like I said, we've got a bunch of good fights. You know, I'm really looking forward to this one, even though it's not uh, the main event for us with uh, the UFC this weekend. But you've got the rematch between Jan Jacek and uh, Wei Lee. I feel like that's going to be a banger. You gotta you gotta pick on that fight.
3: Yeah, I saw that. I mean, I definitely hope Whaley wins. Um, So I'm definitely about that, you know. And I I hope she tells her to shut up again. So I thought that was pretty great. (laughs) Yeah, I'm just not a fan of her, you know. Like like I said, I just don't like people that are, like, over-the-top bullies, you know. The boogie
0: woman.
2: The boogie woman.
3: (laughs) Yeah, so uh, it'll be interesting. I think it'll be cool.
2: Hey, it's going to be a banger of nothing else. But uh the last and not least that we've got on this fight. You know, you've got you've got the big title fight between uh Glover who is over here. Oh yeah, we got Valentina as well. Man, mm-hmm. I'm missing out. You've got the other championship fight that much that night. Who you got? Valentina Shevchenko or Talia Santos? I think we're all going with Shevchenko, but <laughs> Oh,
3: all right. Well, I'm, I'm going to go the other route then. I'm all to... right, let's
2: go. Let's go! I like it. Scared money don't make no money. She's putting money on them odds. I like it. Hey man,
1: who you... you seen what happened with Amanda Nunez, right? You're, You're not wrong it.
3: though. You're not wrong. Yeah. Hey. You're not wrong. No one Listen. ever would have thought that Pina would have mm-hmm. beat Nunez. So hey, you know, I that like Pina, but I can't up. say
1: I thought that either. And <laughs> in the recent in the recent history, man, the the Giants quote unquote are falling right now. So you just never know, dude. Yeah,
0: yep. this it's would be. Exactly. You talk about biggest upset.
2: I think this might even take the. This might be right up there with the Pena one, dude. This could be a big one.
0: Yeah, Talia Santos has shown herself to be a definite challenge too. She's she might not be as well known, obviously, as uh, someone like Valentina, but she's she's earned her way into this position
2: for a reason. So all right well now her. last but not le- last but not least who you got hey, oh, man, we're, we're, we're out of,
1: of, we're, we're, out of it. we're out of it she's fielding phone calls right now dude. hell yeah
2: you know dude she's she's a busy lady but all right <laughs> last, last but not least we got glover versus uh we've got glover versus uh yuri Bahatchka. what do you who you got in this one?
3: Oh shit she's
2: survived <laughs> <laughs>
3: You know, you can always expect me to come back. I swear I put my phone on, do not disturb. So that was
1: it doesn't work. A total it doesn't, technical I swear one. that doesn't Damn work. Damn it, Apple. I want a I credit.
3: Swear. I know. <laughs> it sure work. I even put the moon. If the moon symbols on. Stop yeah. calling me. My notifications are off. I gotta give my
2: picks for the UFC. Well, all right, in the title <laughs> fight. Who do you got? Do you got uh, do you think Glover continues to defy father time or do you think Yuri Pahatchka is taking the light heavyweight strap?
3: Uh, i think it's gonna stay with the current champ i don't think it you know i don't think it's gonna leave
2: I, i go ahead it's it's
0: such an interesting thing glovers you know he's been in the ufc for fucking ever right he's he's showcased that just never ending he's he's just never gave up on himself and that's why i feel as though he's earned his way into this position of the current belt holder and I feel like that's going to be on display uh, this coming Saturday, whether or not he gives up on himself. Because I think, I think Yuri is the type of person that could put him in those spots where he kind of is tested, whether or not he's going to be willing to push through in certain moments. But all in all, I truly do think Glover has the skills, especially if he's able to get him down fairly early. I don't think Yuri's skilled enough on the ground to deal with somebody like Glover. Glover's just ran through like basically everybody once he's able to get on top and implement his game he's so hard to deal with and his striking's no no slouch either so it's not like if he does have to play that game for a round or two he's gonna just all automatically lose or something like that so i i lean towards glover in this place
3: yeah and there's been this trend too i i've, I've noticed with the ufc like the current champs like they really kind of like play very well to their strengths and not taking risks mm-hmm. and chances. Yeah. And, you know, it's always that old mentality to beat the champ. You got to beat the champ. It can't be close. It should
2: be that way. It should be yeah, that way. Yeah, and I, I think yeah. that,
3: you know, uh, I just don't see it in it to be, to you know, to really showcase getting out to to, to really be like, oh, I'm going to beat you with someone that I think is going to be seasoned enough to mitigate those risks right. of you know, losing it.
2: Especially after that fight with uh, the way he took out Jan like that. I don't think anybody expected him to march right across the cage, take him down, beat him up a little bit and get the submission pretty much yeah. you know, just straight shot. I don't think anybody expected it to go straight that way. J-Bone, who do you got? Your last but not least. <sighs> man. I'm,
1: my heart wants to go with Glover, man. But father Time's uh. a real thing, dude. It's just like
2: You you think you're
1: dropping it, huh? Ah, you know what? I'm so on the fence. You know what? Yeah, yeah. I think I think.
2: Oh shit! He's going against the grain. If you guys got any other picks on this one, let us know in the comments.
1: Listen, I'm not happy about it. Okay, (laughs) don't don't put that that and tag him or anything. But I'm not happy about that one. But like I said, man, it's just it's father time. That's all
0: as somebody who who competes
1: in the athletic
0: fields like this do you still make time to watch all these fights especially with ufc putting on constant just week after week and stuff like that bkfc doing their thing where it's like twice a month now it seems like that they're running cards do you still make time to watch all these fights or is it just kind of when you need to um
3: i think it just depends i think you know joey's a lot better about it you know being that he's you know fought in the ufc and bellator so he keeps mm-hmm. up with it a lot and because we're together all the time and you know talk he fills me in on it and he will put it on tv and then you know all our friends are fighters so at the end of the day it comes down to like really the fights are important when it's like hey, you want to come over and watch the fights with us? Then it's like, oh. Okay. So we get we get a lot of that. So we do make time because, it, you know, it's such an awesome way to, like, connect with people. You know, just like we're connecting right now, it's awesome to go over on the couch with your friends and, and watch fight night, whether it be BKFC, UFC, you know, boxing. You know, we loved mm-hmm. watching um just the last fight with – um
0: hambosis and,
3: and Haney? Was it? Yeah. No, not that one. That was last week. The the two the weeks before. Sorry, I'm having a brain fart. Uh, uh,
2: tanking them. Tanking. Uh, the tank. Yeah, fight. we
3: watched that one too. That was a good fight. That was an awesome fight. Um.
2: Yeah, there's that fight yeah, they're talking about. Out of that one's going to be a banger. Talking about. Uh, now they're talking about Tank versus. Uh, um, Haney next.
3: That'd yeah, be a banger. I, Right. And I seen someone else call and they're like, oh, you know, I'm the only one who's beat them. So no one else is going to. So I expect like something to come out of that, too.
2: Yeah, It'd man, be a banger.
3: We've didn't see. That's why I'm even like confusing them. They've been running together because I feel like <laughs> the last like four weeks have been an epic fight. You know, even with like the one boxing match I'm trying to remember, I remember only wanting to watch the boxing match. But there was a UFC fight on. It was like with Chandler. Canelo and
2: uh, Bival.
3: Yeah, there you go. And so, and that's really the fight I want to watch because I'm boxing. I'm team boxing. <laughs> but the I was looking at the UFC screen like, oh my god, these fights are crazy too. It was a <laughs> girl fight, a little bit crazy. Chandler fight was crazy. Oh, the, so, but was thinking, what about
1: Rose versus? Uh... The the boring the yeah. fight, you know, super the boring
0: they're boring, the boring. The most yeah, boring
3: fight super of the year and she lost
0: yeah
3: what was your Man.
0: thoughts on uh Katie Taylor and Amanda Serrano selling out uh, Madison Square Garden
3: yeah that was an awesome one that was such a great one um I think it was cool and again like about you know about time I feel like the women fights are just as exciting and ticket sellers as as male fights so it's cool to see one that's such a high level and get that um exposure that did being a Madison Square being main event and and just you know on, on the way they they publicized it it was really awesome and i thought it was a freaking hell of a fight
2: yeah you being from boxing do it. you want to see the 3 minutes though 3 minute rounds for women too
3: you know to be honest with you it i i'm on Katie like i remember when when Amanda asked Katie and Katie was like why I kind of see it, you know, I think that some people are like, well, for you to be treated like the men, you got to box the three minutes too. And hey, if that's what it takes, sign me up a hundred percent. But I'm telling you, that's not what it takes. It could matter less if we did three minutes, it would still treat us the same, you know? So in that aspect, I go with why make it three minutes, do two minutes because the two minutes, is the exciting factor because that extra minute is the plottiness, you know, calculating feeling them out. Yeah. Feeling them out. That two minutes is the two minutes goes by quick. And you hear a lot of people say that when they go to bare knuckle, because bare knuckle's super cool. Cause male, female, it doesn't matter. And see, there goes, and that proves your point right there. It doesn't matter if you're male or female, it's two minute rounds, but do you see the females get main event spots and a lot of features? Or get paid as much as a men? Not really. Not really. And I fight just as long. And I'm telling you, I, you know, I, like I said, I'm not mad at the player. It's just the game. But Joey gets paid way more than I do. Because, and then they try to say, oh, because he's a heavyweight. Okay, I get that. We'll make a heavyweight female class and pay them the same.
2: You know, <laughs> let's
3: go. But, you know, it is what it is. But, I think I like the two minutes. I think the fast pace is exciting for women's style. So I'm still about that. But if it meant we would truly get paid and be treated as equals. Yeah, absolutely. I would do it, but I don't think that's the factor.
2: Great answer. Well, we've kept you for quite a while, so I'll finish it with this. Uh, number one, let everybody know uh, if they're on the fence and how you expect this fight to finish on June twenty fourth. And also, one last question from Hannah, which will put, leave this on a good note. What's your favorite? Uh, what's your favorite cheat meal?
3: Um, quiche. Definitely, I love quiche. Anything in a pie crust is amazing. <laughs>
2: You're not being with that. Yeah, (laughs) you're not wrong. And how do you see this fight ending on the 24th? And for anybody that's uh, on the fence about using that referral code that's in your uh, bio on Instagram for Bare Knuckle TV, uh, what can we expect come June 24th?
3: Yeah, I mean, what you can expect is, is a freaking amazing story and journey of one person. And I started, you know, Rocky, and then you guys saw me bust my ass after that Rocky start to get a four-fight um, win streak. And then I did all that to get to a title and lose. You guys have no idea how upset I am for that and, and how bad I want to make that up. So not only it's a rematch against Beck, who I don't like, two, it's, it's, it's for my own fact that I'm pissed off about life and the unfair things. I'm pissed off for losing my title fight. And I have so much emotion and feelings going into this on top of being, you know, in the gym, in the lab, technically being as sound as possible. Um, So you're going to continue to see and, and, and know that it's not luck and that they didn't get it wrong back then. And that, you know, really, I deserve to win the first time, the first go around. So let's just clear it up and not let it even go to judges.
2: I like it. Scared money don't make no money. If you guys are on the fence, she's coming here to finish this shit. Come junior twenty fourth. If you guys are new here, make sure you hit that subscribe button, like button, comment button. Britain, let them know where they can find you on all their social medias and all that good stuff.
3: Yep, um, I'm at Team Britain Beltron, so it's pretty easy. It's all on my Twitter, on my TikTok, on you know Facebook and everything. Uh, only really if you want to YouTube my name, Britain Hart comes up. But other than that. Team Britton Beltron is where it's at. Um, thank you guys so much for the support. Um, it's been a blast talking to you three. Uh, so just keep up and, and and just send that follow just to know that we support people that are going after their dreams no matter what. I'm gonna, I'm yeah. gonna make it worth it.
2: Hell yeah, man! I can't wait to see the fight. You've got uh, you've got fans in your corner from Knockouts and Three Counts. We'll definitely have to do this again soon.
3: Absolutely.
2: Hell yeah. Well, with that being said, I got to get out of here and feed my fucking face. So until next Tuesday, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Peace.